Hey guys, this is Frog. Um, this might be the first you've heard of me in a while, and the first you've heard of this channel in a while, considering we haven't uploaded in a long time. If we have uploaded since I started recording this, then that'd be awkward, but it's okay. Um, the big reason we haven't uploaded much is less so because of uh, not wanting to record and more so not being able to record. Uh, scheduling between us has become a lot more difficult in the last, I guess, last year or so. Maybe a couple of years now. And uh, our upload schedule's definitely gotten a lot less consistent. But um, it's still something we really like doing when we do get the chance to do. And I know a lot of us want to do more of it. It's more so just like work for a lot of us has been really difficult to schedule around. Um, my days off right now are Tuesday, Wednesday. And most people have their weekends off on, you know, the weekend. So it's just been kind of difficult. So I'm recording this on a Tuesday, uh, January 24th. At about 8.44 a.m. on my time. So if you want to get an idea of where you were at the time when I recorded this for some reason, you can you would know. You might hear my cat in the background, by the way. It's going to happen. I'm not going to change it. I'm sorry. So, I don't really have much of a goal for this. I kind of just wanted to give a little update on what's going on with me. And what I've been watching and what I've been doing. Uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun. Maybe I could make this a little, little side project on the channel or something. I'm not sure. But I kind of just had the impulse to do it this morning. So here I am. I got up my studio mic for the first time in like uh, six months to do this. Studio mic maybe being a bit generous. It's like a $60 podcast microphone that I got for the podcast before I... I mean, anyone who's been here for a long time might know I used to have that... Um, <laughs> I had a microphone from a Wii game. Uh, American Idol, specifically. Um... That I've been using for since like ten years ago. Um, that I only updated for the show. So there's that. Anyway, um, yeah. So for the most part, for my in my uh, in my life, things have been going pretty good. I think uh, it's definitely like I said, been difficult to schedule things with my friends to do like specific like recordings and stuff. But I've been able to hang out with some a lot of my friends just. In general, no problem. Also, if I'm wheezy, I'm really sorry. I'm, I am wheezy. I'm just not doing great this morning. <clears throat> this is really candid. I did not schedule... Uh, sorry, I did not script anything here. So this is going to be really off the cuff. So, essentially... I just... Uh, it's, things have been going well, you know? I, I've, obviously, a lot of you are aware that I, uh, I have a partner now. As of if you watched the episode with uh, about Bo Burnham's inside that we did like God ages ago now probably like a year ago, <laughs> you'll know that uh, I had a partner at the time and they still are my partner and that's been going great. Uh, I think it's been going better than it ever has and I'm really happy about that. Um, so but you know aside from like personal stuff, um, I, I've been pretty happy. I guess this is what I'm trying to say. I was in a bad spot at some points during the podcast that I think I've talked about before. But um, if I didn't, sorry. Uh, some things are kind of personal, and maybe I should keep them that way. But, you know, for, for right now, I'm actually feeling like I'm in a pretty good spot, and I'm very happy about that. Um, but in terms of, like, you know, what the things you actually come here for the channel for, <laughs> you probably want to hear what I've watched recently and what I think about it. Um, and I think my favorite thing, the thing I want to talk about today specifically, was just because it, it had such an emotional effect on me. Um, as you guys know, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mob Psycho 100, and we even went as far to rate it 
on the show as our anime of the decade at my request. <laughs> um, thanks, guys. And uh, as if uh, any of you are avid anime watchers, or uh, you probably realize that um, the third season and final season just finished airing a few weeks ago. And if I had time to sit on it and really think about it and process my thoughts, um, and uh, I just really want to talk about it, I guess. And just not just that, but it, the series as a whole and its effect on me. So when I started watching it, it was back when it aired, or at least a little time after it aired, um, back in 2016, 2015, 2016. So I know I'd graduated high school at that point, so I watched it at least in 2016. Because uh, I graduated in 2016 myself. Um, and I was actually not a huge anime watcher back then, but I think that actually might have been the thing that kind of cemented me as getting more into the medium, just because uh, it's just it was so different and incredible. And something I'd never seen from... At least from the outside, from the outside, I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of great things in the anime, you know, sphere that I've seen now that I realize, is, you know, being short-sighted about only a few things being good is ridiculous. Although there still is lots of trash to wade through, as we all know. But it was the first thing, aside from like *Girl in the Gone*, that really made me look and see, and realize that like there's a lot of merit here, um, especially as someone who's like really into animation, like I am, like a little nerd. Um, there's just so much to see. Um, and, uh, you know, it's become my kind of medium of choice for entertainment nowadays, at least in terms of, you know, uh, visual media, in terms of watching stuff. I still play a lot more games than I watch anime, probably. Um, I do talk about games on my main channel, at least I would if I uploaded. So, if you want to check out that there, I'll probably upload at some point about something. Um, but although gaming content is like a dime a dozen here on YouTube, so I don't think you really care. <laughs> But if it's something you're interested in, I try to make highly edited videos on there when I can. I only have one right now, but I'm working on a couple other ones as we speak. Um, but yeah, as far as Mob Psycho goes, uh, it was the first time that I really saw a show that kind of woke me up, let's say, to um, the world of anime in general. It uh, it was kind of amazing. I I didn't really expect it to kind of be so grabbed by it. I saw the unique art style, which is obviously different for for anime. And it just that, that's kind of what drew me into it. And there's not that's not the first time it happened. Um, you know, other things like drew me into anime for the same reasons. Like I watched Kaiji because his initial draw was that interesting uniquity to it. Right? It doesn't look the same as other shows. Anyone can tell you that at a glance. So I'm looking at it and I'm just my psycho that is, and just kind of enjoying the ride and seeing it was good. And the, and the first first season at the time uh, it was 2016. I was just fresh out of high school at the time. I'm 24 now, but, uh, I, you know, I'd watched it, and I enjoyed it, I definitely really enjoyed it, I didn't love it, though, you know, I kind of just thought it was a good show, and the art direction was incredible, which is true, um, but, you know, over time, I kind of just think I, my, my brain sort of dwelled on it, it's not the kind of show you can just forget about, and just watch and, and, like, just keep going on with your life, it's a show that sticks in your brain, for obvious reasons, it just—it's something that you—you you have. There's so much information and context to dwell upon. Uh, also, um, I'm not gonna get into spoilers for any of the seasons until I warn you. I'll probably do a spoiler warning for—I'll probably put this at the start of the video, but I'll probably put a spoiler warning before I talk about any of the three seasons later parts. I'll talk about like the starting parts of each of them, unless they record, unless they have to do with spoilers of other parts. But I'm sure we can manage to uh, get some timestamps up in this in the in the description. Um, so for the most part, uh, the first season is 
I think the weakest season, but not for like any bad reason. It's just it's 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 like in a series full of amazing seasons, uh, one of them has to be the lesser season, right? It's kind of it's a, it's a similar effect. To, I think of like Kaguya-sama, Love, Love is War, which you've probably seen, uh, which is like at least in my opinion, the first season is pretty good, and then the second season is really fucking good, and the third season just amazing, and it just keeps getting escalating better and better, and I don't know how they keep doing it because it's. The first season's already incredible, in my opinion. That's how I think about my Psycho as well. Um, although I may actually slightly prefer season two to season three, but I have to think about it a little more. You know, it's I'm still kind of early on. I've watched season two like three times, and I've only used season th- season three one time so far. So, you know, my opinions have to develop. Maybe I'll make a follow up at some point. But season one is, I think, just the lesser of the three, but not for its own. Not to its own detriment. It's it's only because it has two amazing cousins. Um, so as far as it goes, like, I think the emotional journey mob goes on in the first season, while is very is very prominent and very very good. It's just because there's so much more movement that happens, especially in season two and three, to make it really kind of stand out to me. But at the time in 2016, um, to put you in the kind of mindset that I was, I was fresh out of high school probably a few months out of high school, and, um, after I moved out, sorry, after I got out of high school, my parents moved me out of town immediately, um, which was pretty rough for me, uh, all my friends from high school were stuck in some backwater town in the middle of, like, Canada somewhere, and we just moved off to a different city, like, instantly, my my parents have done this all my life, by the way, I had this the second time we had a huge move, um, where I had to abandon all my friends, um, so that was tough, man. Um, for the most part, I, you know, I, I've kind of adapted to this kind of thinking, and now that I moved out of my parents' place, it's not only going to be a factor anymore, but it's something that affected my life a lot, you know? It's something I had to deal with. But, um, so I guess in the t- at the time, I was feeling very emotionally vulnerable. I was feeling very open to kind of opening myself up to this kind of story that was about kind of improving yourself and learning to make new friends when you don't have any. Um where it's about kind of becoming someone you want to be, aspiring to be someone that you're not. Because I felt kind of dumb. I, uh, you know, I didn't do well in high school. I didn't fail, but I almost did. Um, and at the time, I just uh, was stuck doing, like, retail work uh, for a whole year. Before I went to another school, I went to college at some point. Um... So it wasn't really the best the best spot. So I feel like the story just kind of really resonated with me at the time. And has continued to resonate with me ever since. Now, I have a much better position in my life now, luckily, thankfully. But it's still just as relevant as a, as, of, a, of a journey as I, as I ever could have had. Because I had those experiences, and I have that mindset still in, fresh in my brain. I don't think those memories are ever going to go away. It was just being in that position... But not to say you need to be in a in a in a bad position in mentally to, um, to enjoy the show. That's far from it. But I feel like um, everyone can get something out of it, like on an emotional level, because it's just that kind of show. It's just amazing. Uh, but I specifically got a lot out of it for that reason, I think. And uh, that kind of that only continued over in season two, which let me look up when this came out. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, Moth hates it when I put keyboard noises, and so does Mike. But Mob Psycho Season 2 air date. It came out quite a bit later, I know that much. 2019. 
Yeah, January 2019. So I was a while later. Uh, three years later. Goddamn. Yeah, we had a big wait. Actually, we had three three years between each of them. Now that I think about it, because 2022 is three years after that. Huh. Didn't feel like three years next time, but maybe it's just because time flies by. Um. So yeah, in 2019, I was in a much different position mentally. Uh, I at that point. Uh, I had actually already gone through that year of college I talked about. Um, I went to an art school, which was a stupid idea in retrospect. Uh, I, I, I always loved doing art. Uh, I always loved specifically animation. It's been my big thing for a long time. I animated, uh, self-taught animated myself in Flash. Um, all throughout middle school to high school, like for five or six years. And I'd gotten like okay at doing some things and not very good at others. I got to a point where I was pretty happy with some abilities I had, and I was excited to kind of move that forward into maybe a different kind of medium, or some more uh, professional context. So my parents thought, uh, my parents are very, very good people, and they're very, very supportive of kind of my dreams. So they said, well, we have an art school in the province. Um, Provinces in Canada, by the way. I know your state fucks are going to get molding at me, but it's fine. Um, There's an art school in the province, it's about two or three hours away from here, but that's not a huge deal. Um, you know, you can get a dorm or whatever and uh, see how it goes. So I did. I took them up on it. My parents are very nice like that. Um, and I went to a year of visual arts. Now, it wasn't specifically animation. I don't think the school actually had an animation courses specifically, but I was interested in a lot of other fields they had as well, like graphic design, game design, and other things like that. It was a good. It's a nice school. Um, it's cute, it's quaint, it's it's actually very small, but not in a bad way, and that's not like a, it's a very well put together place, but despite that, um, that year broke me, that year mentally destroyed me, this is 2017, I believe, so this is between watching the first season and the second season, because the second season won't air for another couple of years, so I, yeah, so I'm watching this, or going through this year of school, and uh, just this burnout, of something you used to do for fun constantly. I would be constantly doodling and animating uh, all the time back in high school, middle school. And doing it in front and for a group of professional like teachers and academics, um, for some people I imagine might be kind of dream come true, might be like something that to aspire to, to uh, really enjoy kind of putting their, their, their work out to someone. But for me... Uh, I don't know, man. That's like the opposite of inspiring to me. At least it was at the time. I couldn't do it. Something about that just fucking destroyed me. Because something I used to do constantly for fun, even if it was not great, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all the same. I did it as a hobby, and I did it very, very frequently, and had a lot of fun doing it. And as soon as I started doing it for somebody else... And not doing what I wanted to do, but rather doing things that they instructed me to do. Even if it was for the betterment of my improvement as an artist, it just destroyed me. I don't know. It, I couldn't do it. I did the whole year. I barely passed that as well. Because by the end of it, I was just kind of trotting along, coasting along. And I didn't go back um, for any other years. And, uh, have, and the thing is, I haven't really done much art since. And that was six years ago. Is kind of crazy. Uh, now, I do do more art nowadays, luckily. I've kind of recovered a little bit from that burnout. But uh, it's, it definitely had an effect on me. 
Uh, I'm gonna try and do a lot more art specifically for my other channel. Because I like to do little animated bits for it. Or at least I want to. I plan on doing a lot more, like, kind of animated sections of those videos, hopefully. Right now I just have, like, in my first video you'll see it's just kind of like this little Ransona avatars in the corner. Uh, I don't like that looking back. I think it looks really weird and kind of just awkward. I want to have little fully animated segments if I'm going to do that. I think that's the only way to make that work. I think otherwise it just looks... I'm not a fan of that kind of YouTube video. It's just a little static image in the corner or something. It doesn't... It doesn't work. I thought maybe it could work for me, but it doesn't. At least I don't think so. So I'm changing it. Regardless, I'm getting off topic. Um, later on in 2019, I was actually in a different school for programming, which I did finish. Uh, haven't gotten a programming job, but it's okay. I got an IT job now. Um, so I did that, and I watched it. 2019 was when I was in my first year of programming. And uh, I was kind of struggling with similar things at the time, right? I just got out of that... Was it 2019 or 2018? Oh, fuck. Let me think there. No. Yeah, no, I finished in 2020. So 2019 was the first year, which means 2018 was the first year because 2018 through 2019 and 2019 through 2020. Yeah, okay. So it was 2018 I started this, the high school course. And as you know, most... Uh, high school. Uh, college course. And college courses generally, at least most of the time, you'll start in September and then go through until June. So started 2018 for this course, finished in 2020, just because it's how it's formatted. So during my first year, that's when it came out, in January, so halfway through my first year of programming, that's when it came out. And I was in a similar situation, right? I was like six months or so, or maybe not six months, like four or five months or so into a course, and I still hadn't really made any friends. I wasn't just, I just wasn't in the right mindset to do that at the time. I don't think I would be going back either. It's just not really the environment that I find conducive to really friend-making at the time. It's, it's like a, a class full of people, and most of them are... Uh, French-speaking, and this is, like, a thing I should mention. I am a bilingual person, I'm, like, French-Canadian, uh, but raised mostly English, and I can speak French just fine, I do it for my job, even, but I have trouble kind of speaking it in a casual sense, I'm very formal about it, and I have a lot of trouble just kind of making friends in that way, of talking to someone in French specifically, and being social about it. It doesn't, my brain isn't, like, wired right. I, am, I have trouble being casual, I have trouble being, like, jokey. I can't... I, I have trouble interpreting slang. I don't I don't really have that kind of experience because all my life I've been trained on this very professional, proper French etiquette. So when someone comes up to me and is trying to, like, just buddy-buddy around, I'm trying to interpret it in this fucking, like, professional context and, like, all their slang goes over my head. And I could learn, but it was, just like, just really intimidating to me. So I kind of just uh, was the quiet kid in the back of the class who uh, doesn't really talk much. Occasionally, I would, like, you know, help people with their stuff, but I didn't really do much else. I did, a pretty, I did pretty good in the programming course. I was a little lazy towards the end of it, as usual. That's just how I work. I, don't, I have really trouble paying attention in academics. Point being, I was in a similar position as I was a few years ago when the first season came out. Um, and I think I'm going to start talking about some minor spoilers for season two here. Is that as soon as, soon as um, season two... Yeah... She's gonna make some noise, I'm sorry. Um, when season two started... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I've definitely had time to get uh, out of here for spoiler reasons. So in season two... Um, Mob actually starts making friends. I mean, he has kind of acquaintances in the end of season one. But in season two... 
Mob is making friends and going out and hanging out with them. And, man, that just, um... It's just, it's such a small, like, thing. It's not, like, a major plot point of the season. Although I argue, actually, it is. I mean, Mob Psycho isn't really about the, all the flashy fights. It's, it's more so about these calm kind of moments, I think. And it has these, and these, and the big flashy moments are kind of emotional climaxes between those, uh, those are those developmental stepping stones, I think. But those, those intermittent, intermittent moments are just as important, I think, as to the overall experience. So, Mob, you know, uh, it's with the, if you, (laughs) if you haven't watched Mob Psycho, this is going to be an awful thing to listen to, isn't it? Um, but essentially, you know, the club, the, oh, fuck, hang on. Telepathy Club, there you go. The Telepathy Club from the first season is still around and just hanging out with the Body Improvement Club on the side. And most of the people in the the Telepathy Club are just, you know, friendly with Mob. They're friends with Mob. It's it's kind of happened a lot off screen, you can tell, but they're buddies, they're acquaintances. They're inviting Mob out to go to like a diner and to like karaoke and he's out there having fun. This plays a big part in the arc with Reagan, where Reagan kind of feels like a fraud and goes through the whole emotional crisis, which is also an amazing arc, by the way. Um, so I think at the time, I was also... 2019, I must have been 21? 22? 22. No. 20, 21. I was 21. Um, or 20. It's one of the two. Um, so I go there, and I'm watching this, and I think at that point... Uh, I still wasn't as emotional, emotionally developed as I was now, obviously. But in 2019, I had gotten... Uh, myself, I also had gotten a good pair of friends. Or not pair, a group of friends. Um, that actually would include Mike at the time, funny enough. Because, you know, actually, you probably remember, we did a, a review of Season 2 of, of uh, Mob Psycho on the show. Mike and Moth uh, are some of the friends I made at the time. And now they are distant friends. You know, we don't, we don't all live in the same spot. Um... But they're friends I made just the same. And I think that's really valuable. By the way, my cat is climbing onto my desk. And if you hear her scratching around my headphones, that's why. Um, but also a lot of friends who you know haven't been on the podcast as well. I have a lot of... A nice group of tight friends. And I made them at that point. And I can, it just kind of... I think in, in one way or another, my, my life was very mirrored by what Mob was going through. Especially in the idea that Mob's emotions are really hard to kind of let go sometimes. I feel like I have a lot of trouble letting my walls down. At least I did. And I still do to an extent. Um, to kind of express how I feel. And that's generally the biggest, the big theme of Mob Psycho, right? Is, is learning to express your emotions in a healthy way rather than let them build up. It's like the most... It's pretty easy to read into that, I think. That's, it's pretty much on the face of it. That is exactly what Mob Psycho is trying to say. Um, if you haven't seen it, then I understand. But if you have seen it, if you haven't interpreted that, I'm really, I, I think you need to rewatch. Um, so yeah, I think just seeing my life kind of mirror mobs really kind of, it, I think it affected me a lot more than the first season. Cause like I said, the first season, while I think is amazing right now in hindsight, I, I, I was like, I was thought it was just really good. I didn't think it was amazing at the time. Season two was an emotional roller coaster for me though. I think uh my my body and mind really clicked uh with it on like a deep level. And uh it had a really profound effect on me. 
I, <laughs> uh, I've never had a show or like any piece of media really just hit me with a single episode, like the first episode even. And I'm already kind of feeling really vulnerable. I don't cry a lot at media. I feel like it very rarely happens almost ever, but mob is something that is a show that can make me cry really hard <laughs> a lot. Um, even just kind of thinking about it now. The first episode in particular, um, I was <clears throat> really misty-eyed. I, I, um, for those who haven't seen it, another, yeah, spoiler alert for season two. Um, but the first episode, it's only the first episode of season two. But Mob Psycho, Mob, <laughs> that's his name, Mob Psycho. But Mob, uh, essentially makes a friend, another friend. But it's in the context of this girl says she has a crush on Mob. And they start kind of walking home from school together. They don't do anything crazy, like go on dates or anything, but um, they have a little kind of budding romance going. Of course, later in the episode, it's revealed that she only did it uh, as a dare from her friends. Um, but it also is revealed that there's kind of a grain of truth to it. At least not, not necessarily in the romance part, but at least in the emotional stuff she kind of was expressing to Mob. Because uh, early in the episode, she kind of shows off that she was writing like a novel. And, uh, you know, I thought that, was, thought that was really cool. And, like, he has never done anything like that. And he thought that was really interesting. I feel the same way when I see people do really cool shit artistically. And, um, but it's revealed a little later in the episode that, you know, the friends who dared her to do this weren't really aware of, like, the whole novel thing. She didn't really express it to them. She just, um, she just uh, kind of kept it hidden. And when they realize that she did that, they make fun of her and tear up her shit that she worked so hard on. And she, you know, she like pretends that it's a, that it's fine and it's okay that you know her art doesn't matter. But, um, you know, Mob defends her. Mob stands up to her and and makes the first realization in the first for the first for the series the first time he kind of does something for himself to think what he does is right as he as he describes it. He listens to his emotions more for the first time, and you can see I think. Outside of, like, you know, one of his explosions, I think this is the first time we see him really emote, because he starts crying. And, uh, so, you know, uh, so did I. It's a simple little thing. I don't, it's, it's, I think it's a really effective story, emotionally, but, um, it's, it really had a profound effect on me, that, that's that one episode. And season two just keeps bringing that. <laughs> of course, it still has, like, the, you know, the more comedic episodes and stuff, but it just, season two has a lot of heavy emotional like episodes like that whether they're positive or negative that just wow man I think the biggest example would be like other than that our season our episodes 5 and 7 I want to say I believe so 5 is the episode again spoilers um, where Mob has to go into a teenage girl's mind palace essentially to in order, in order to save her from being possessed by an ancient, not ancient, but like an, uh, a, a really powerful dead sorcerer who's become a spirit. Sorcerer? Um, psychic. So he goes in there and fights her. And just, uh, it's hard. I'm not going to like summarize the entire episode, but essentially uh, the teenage girl in, in her mind, for reasons to do with the psychic, ends up kind of treating Mob like shit and bullying him. And it, it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole thing where Mob thinks he's just living his real life in the, in the dream world. Um, 
And when he eventually gets out, after, you know, and he, he gets out by saving her. She's, like, bullying him. I don't think she quite realizes what she's doing, because she's... If she knew what she was doing, she would probably want to help Mob, you know, save her from this possession. But she didn't really understand at the time, and was being a real meanie head. Um, and it had a profound effect on Mob as well, you know? Now, I've never been subject to, I want to say, like, strict bullying, I don't think. Uh, but, you know, I know people have, and I know it has, a, like, a big effect on Mob people. I have, I know people specifically who've been through it, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's it's obviously not fun. Um, but it has a very profound effect on Mob. Mob, I mean, Mob gets treated like absolute dirt, too. Like, they, um, they, like, beat the shit out of him. They, like, kill a cat in front of him. The cat doesn't die in the anime, but apparently in the manga he does. But, like, these, these kids are bad. Uh, and he kind of has a blow-up, but is, but eventually kind of comes to his senses and saves him anyway. And just this moment of the girl kind of seeing Mob, realizing what happened... And apologizing, and I don't know what animator did this, I feel like I should know this, because I know a lot of animators in the industry, and I tend to kind of look up what they've worked on. I forgot to do this for this shot, but there's a shot where it's just, um, the girl kind of apologizing while crying, and, uh, just the, the, the body, the character acting on display is just like, it just does something to the soul, I think. I, I think if you've seen it, you kind of know what I'm talking about, but that scene, and the character acting on the, on the girl's face is, is, um... It's just amazing. And it really just... Again, it broke me. I I, I kind of broke down. Um, season 2 got a lot of tears out of me. Very easily. It does it so consistently that it's kind of incredible. Um, more consistently than any series I've ever seen in my life. I think. Maybe Vinland Saga? That's another episode for another day, I think. If I ever talk about it. If I ever do this again, like, solo-wise, I'll talk about Vinland Saga. And I'll probably, like, talk about the manga. So it might be even more niche than this. Because I want, I would want to talk about the entire thing. I, I guess I could do the seasons one by one, so that way we could at least get the first two out of the way. Because season two is airing now. But yeah, and um, and now I'm just gonna go into full on spoilers for season three here. So if you haven't seen season three, and or finished the series rather, um, I recommend you stop listening now. And please, if you if you haven't watched it and you've listened this far, uh, I just really highly recommend watching all of it. At least the first season, if you if you think you might like it. Because I think if you watch the first season and like it, you'll definitely love 2 and 3 even more. And I don't think you'll regret it. I think you'll have a great time. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't watched it, please do. I'm going to talk about season 3 now and the conclusion. So, uh, thank you. Um, season 3 is basically like... I didn't really know how to end a story like Mob Psycho. Because Mob Psycho isn't like a, a, a story with this, like a set end goal, right? I mean, there kind of is, in the sense that Mob wants to improve himself, but, like, what does that really mean? And it's, 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 um, it's, you know, it doesn't really mean much. I mean, it does, but it's not, like, easy to define. So it's, um, I know the author described this, I watched a video on this recently. The author described the way he wrote Mob Psycho as a long story about one small step, and I think that really is an amazing way to describe it. Because Mob, um, Mob's story here isn't, like, an enormously uh, big process. It's not, he's not traveling the seas to find the One Piece or, or collecting all Dragon Balls. He's just kind of striving to be a better person. 
and kind of improve oneself so he can be a happier person overall and have a better life and be better to those around him. That's that's pretty much the entire thesis of the show from the very beginning. It's just he doesn't really understand how to get there and slowly makes progress to that end. And in season two, especially, um, I think the biggest scene for that for my for me was in the episode where Mob goes on his his uh, his marathon, and for the first time you see the results of all the training he's done since the first or second episode of season one where he joined the body improvement club to stop being so wimpy and to like, cause he wanted, you know, wants to be more active and be more fit, whether that be just for himself or to like, you know, be more attractive or whatever. It's just, you know, maybe he doesn't always understand the, the, the goal is for it. But <clears throat> the point is like when he is in the marathon and you see him, he doesn't do great. But the fact that he's not struggling as hard as he always was, he's running and he's like keeping up with people. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's amazing. And season three is kind of the culmination of that feeling, where you see all the work that he's put in uh, from every front kind of come forward, and you see him as a more stable, kind of emotive person, and particularly at the end, right? Now, there is a point in the show, in the third season, where he kind of gets caught in his own mind, and that ends, to, and that ends up you know leading to the climax of the story, where, you know, Mob learns to accept his powers as part of himself and not just this thing he has to ignore and kind of suppress, which ends up being what eventually makes him happy, you know, embracing that part of himself at, with Regan's help. But just, I guess, God, it's it's only the last, like, couple minutes of the series where we get to see Mob and he just starts acting happy. You know, Shigeo is a more stable person. He's smiling. He's he's like, you know, he's he's actually like uh, a major figure in the Body Improvement Club. A lot of the people, the older folks in that club uh, graduated, I think, and moved on. But he's now like one of the new like head figures of the Body Improvement Club and helping a bunch of other kids. Um, he's going out with friends. He's enjoying time with people. Uh, and... Most shockingly, he's almost always got a smile on his face, which you don't see very much in the show. It almost looks awkward seeing this character we've seen with this very dull, emotionless face for um, six years, looking like a like a happy person. And that contrast is just is so visual. It's it's visual storytelling peak. Where you're looking at something so simple, but it tes- but it says like a billion words, and it's just a smile on a face, because that's something you almost never see, at least not to this degree. <laughs> and and, uh, and the final shot of the whole series is just Mob laughing. It's just him having a genuine laugh, which I think actually is the only time that ever happens. <laughs> I don't think that's... And if it is, if it had happened, it was, like, maybe a chuckle. Or maybe, like, a couple little, like, giggles. Because, like, I don't think Mob's ever laughed. I can't think of it, anyway. And regardless, it's still... A, it's just an amazing moment. And that's just a... This final shot of us... Watching Mob, you know, enjoy a genuine laugh... With his friends is, um... Is powerful, I think. 
I think that's why it's like my favorite thing. I think it's just that I don't think I've seen a series tackle this level of emotional growth or maturity. Yeah, I know, I know. You want to come in at the finale? I don't think I've seen a show tackle this level of emotional development and maturity so effectively before. I don't think I've, I might not ever again. Um, Bob is like one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, and I don't think it's—I don't know if anything's going to top it for this specific. Um, thematic kind of theme. <laughs> I don't think anything is going to. And if it does, that's great. I'd love to see it. But um, as far as I'm concerned, one is maybe like one of the best authors we have in the manga industry right now. And I really can't wait to see if he comes up with anything else. Or if he's done. I'm not sure if he's done or not. Because he hasn't really made anything since Psycho, right? I mean, he's still working on One Punch Man with Murata, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm actually dumb and I should look this up. I'm gonna look this up right now, actually. One. Um, manga. Manga artist. Let's see. What else have you made? Excuse me, goodness. Um. Seems like there's actually a few other things I haven't seen before, so I should actually check these out. So actually, it's my bad entirely, because these are just the two things that got really popular. But, uh, actually, seems like something he just started this, like, last year, 2022. So that's actually incredibly interesting to me. So I'm really excited to see what one can come up with in other stories, because I think he has the potential to be, like, one of the best authors of this generation. Um, I say the same thing about, like, uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto and stuff, like, Chainsaw Man's author. Um, kind of these newer gen, although newer gen kind of authors that are popping up now that are kind of turning the whole thing on its head. I think, I think no one's going to argue that One Punch Man and Mob Psycho 100 are amazing. Um, even though Mob Psycho 100 is like arguably much better. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to argue Chainsaw Man's amazing, except for Moth, but we haven't recorded that episode yet. Um, so yeah. I think it's I think it's just something that's really worth watching and talking about. If not just for the experience you'll have on your own emotionally while watching and not just kind of reflecting on that yourself. I think that's worth the entire thing. I think that's what I think that's the biggest value you can get out of it. Um and it had such a profound effect on me. I just don't want to talk about it. Just ramble about it for 40 minutes, I guess at this point. Uh about how it's my favorite thing. If I do another one of these, I'm going to talk about Vinland Saga, I think. Because that's uh, another thing that has a big emotional stranglehold on my heart <laughs> that I think would be fun to talk about, too. But, um, yeah, for now, that's about it. Thanks.